0: Hello, good evening everybody. Welcome to episode 35 of the Woolong Talks podcast. Uh, I'm your host, Jason, and uh, we have no wrestling kid, rich kid, with us tonight. Unfortunately, he's off wrestling and doing what he does, but I am joined by the Mank Geek. So, Big A, say what's up, man? What's up, peeps? Yeah, so tonight's episode, I mean, well, the recording that we're doing now was supposed to be about the Jurassic World uh, Trader, the new... Um, Jurassic World trailer, which is called, I think, Fallen Kingdom or something like that. Um, yeah. Now, the reason why, listeners, is because I was actually tweeted by the official account because I'd retweeted something, and they said um, in the tweet to me, oh, the new trailer's coming on Thursday. So I thought, okay, great. That, at least that gives us something to kind of you know react to in the podcast. Well, lo and behold, I checked Twitter today, and it turns out the podcast is not being released in the UK until Friday. So, yeah, <laughs> they screwed me over. So thanks for that That's one. No. Yeah, yeah, I guess maybe it is time difference. I don't know, but I still feel misled, man. <laughs> they, they told me Thursday. So like, so I'm holding on to this like a dog with a bone, man. I'm not happy. So, yeah, thanks for that. Thanks, Universal. Um, so, yeah, <laughs> like, unfortunately, we're going to have no reaction, um, but we'll probably catch up with that uh, next week anyway. We'll let you know what we thought of it and all of that um so big a how you been man and you been up to anything good this week
1: oh man uh god it's always a difficult thing i only went comic book store today um so i haven't had really a, most, much of a chance to catch up with everything um oh but you know what there's something i've not said that i need to say actually mm. so you know how i've kind of i've always liked the walking dead yeah kind of boring at the moment like i don't I feel <laughs> horrible saying it i just said like blasphemous stuff (laughs) but literally i'm kind of bored like i'm not to be mean or anything i mean there's there's been like one or two good episodes but i'm just not um i just don't care anymore Hmm. and i don't know when it happened but i I, I just got bored like i liked the first episode but i think odds are just running about and shooting stuff Mm -hmm. people getting shot and all that and i I just kind of went yeah i don't care i'm just going to check twitter while this is playing and and then yeah, I mean you still like the characters, still like Negan and stuff like that, but I don't know, maybe it'll pick up like when it I think they've still got one more episode before the uh mid season finale. Um and then yeah, hopefully it'll pick up when it continues in the new year. But yeah, at the moment kind of bored. Mm-hmm. Well, my brother, all I have to say to you is welcome to
0: the light, man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah as you know listeners i've kind of given up on the walking dead now I, I just i can't do it anymore um it's it's just i feel like it's going nowhere and um yeah i mean like from from what i've heard i've been i've really not paid much attention to this season at all um but from what i've heard from people who have been watching it it kind of seems like a whole lot of nothing Mm. Um, which kind of times with the name of this podcast because is, there is a whole lot of nothing that we're going to talk about later on. But um, yeah, it just seems like this season really—it's—it's it's kind of you know they've they've tried to pitch it as as all out war, but really has it been all out war in all the episodes that you've seen so far? And, you know, the answer seems to be mostly no. Um, I think apart from Shiva kind of getting killed, that was about the most dramatic thing that I heard people talking about. Otherwise, it, it kind of seems like same old same old with where The Walking Dead is concerned. And, um, you know, until they do something to to turn that story around, it's it's. Yeah. it's I think they're Stale. going to continue to keep losing viewers, which is what they're doing at the moment. Yeah, they've um, had low, you know, they're, low viewing figures yeah because you know it's just nothing nothing's happening really nothing's happening and I think what was most frustrating for me as well is that um with The Walking Dead you know I was a big fan of of the comic book um Rhino and I still am I suppose I mean I don't really collect it as much anymore um as I did and I don't really read it as much as I did but um you know All Out War was A a really good arc within the comic books there was a lot of drama um, a lot of shock deaths um, a lot of action and and it was just really well paced as well Um, and because of the the way that um, Kirkman had built up the story towards uh, the war between Rick and Negan it, it, it really just worked you know Um, whereas with this one, with the TV series adaptation, I feel like because they've taken so long to get to the point where war starts that I think a lot of people were kind of unless you know, the war itself is, is hugely dramatic and, um, explosive and there's lots of things going on that people are going to kind of feel like, well, you know, this is what I was waiting for all this time, this, um, and it seems that's the way things are playing out. So... I I don't know. I don't know. I mean, we'll have to wait and see. Are you interested at all in the crossover episode they're going to do?
1: Crossover episode?
0: Yeah, you know, they're doing one for... um, I don't know if you've seen this, but they're going to do one for um, Fear the Walking Dead and The Walking Dead, and apparently they're going to cross the two over. Mm. I mean, like... let me just say as well that i have also seen that <laughs> that the so far the only thing that the crossover to, um you know amounts to is morgan appearing on fear the walking dead Oh, is that it? Um, so if that's like, if that's Wait, the if that's, that's... The sum total of the crossover, then boy, <laughs> they've got problems. But... but that'll be
1: early Morgan, won't it? Like shortly after his son died. Uh, I think so, something like that. Yeah, I, I think. Yeah, I don't know if I give a shit enough because Fear the Walking Dead again. I wa- I think I watched like the first season and a half, and I just went, yeah, I really don't care. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm, so, I'm so, like, so, like, don't get me wrong, it's like a good show and everything, but. I don't know what it is. I just don't care. I mean, the first kind of season and the whole build-up of, like, the whole zombie thing and how it was dealt with by the military and the police and blah, blah, and, like, how society kind of collapsed. Cool. But then after that, it was just like, well, this is The Walking Dead now, and I've seen that. It's just with different people, so why? Mm -hmm
0: yeah yeah i mean i remember um, you know i mean i, I mean you st- stayed with it a lot longer than i did i think i made it part up to about the fourth or fifth episode and then i was just kind of like you know what uh, don't care yeah you know it really is i mean on what on the one hand it was kind of interesting to see the sort of early days before the outbreak and, and because it was set in la as well in those first mm-hmm. couple of episodes um you know it's kind of interesting to see how like sort of Los Angeles dealt with the outbreak and and things like that but yeah the novelty wore off pretty quickly and I was just like yeah okay it's just another Walking Dead show you know um so yeah I don't know but listeners let us know what you think I mean are you still watching The Walking Dead do you still think it's good are we crazy for not watching this season let us know what you think um we're definitely keen to hear from you so um yeah get in touch and i'll let you know how to do that at the end of the pod um but as i said a little bit earlier you know there's it's been an odd kind of week really there's been um a whole lot of stuff going on but a lot of it is kind of nothing so that's why we've we've kind of uh, uh, named this episode a whole lot of nothing because um you know there's it, it feels like there are significant things perhaps coming in the future but as things stand right now it's all kind of maybe it will maybe it won't so let's get on with uh, the first news story uh, that I found here which is uh, that we we kind of touched on this before in one of the other podcasts um, but it seems to be becoming an, an actual thing now so we're getting to the point where it appears that um there is some kind of deal that's going to be worked out between Disney and Fox um according to numerous sources that I've read it seems that that Disney are going to be buying um, parts of Fox so it's not the whole um 20th Century Fox uh company necessarily that they're buying they're buying I think the film studio um and the non-broadcast TV bits um so I think those are the bits that, that that they're going to own. So potentially they are going to own, um, I guess, Fox's film franchises um, and anything that that doesn't go out on live um, sort of broadcast TV. Um, now, obviously, being who we are, we're all looking at this and and thinking, well, surely this just means X Men are coming to the, the MCU. Um, but reading a few of these articles as well, it, it seems there's a lot of other permutations and, and potential things that that could happen as a result of this. Um, and all the reports seem to be saying that we could get an announce, uh an official announcement from both parties as soon as next week. Um, so, Alf, I mean, in terms of like where we stand now with with this news, um, what do you make of of kind of what could potentially happen? Um, with any kind of deal that that comes out, I mean, would you be kind of super stoked if if Disney do buy uh, are able to buy parts of Fox, or would you be worried that they're kind of you know turning into um... oh god, I've forgotten the character's name from um... <laughs> I've forgotten the character's name for the film that I've had a complete mind blank. But let's say Mr. Monopoly, they're, they're turning okay. into Mr. Monopoly and they're owning everything. Um,
1: well... Would that
0: worry you at all?
1: I mean, it's in, it's in, it's an interesting kind of like possibility, but the thing is, the problem with this whole kind of thing is is that nobody knows the exact details, so nobody really knows as to what it definitely would mean if it were to happen. Mm-hmm. Um, but we all have an idea of what we'd like to happen if it does happen. Uh, but me personally, I don't I don't think Disney actually kind of needs to take anything from Fox and kind of mix it into the Marvel part for the MCU. Uh, just because the MCU is doing fine without the X-Men, it's doing fine without Deadpool, uh, it's doing fine without the Fantastic Four. So, mm. I mean, really, until last, after phase, what, four? Is that the phase yeah. that we're in, about to go into with Marvel? Um, yeah, they they wouldn't really need to consider doing anything with those if they acquired them uh, until, like, after phase four. Um, but even then, it would, it would kind of, like... Do they need it? Hmm. You know what I mean. They've, they need to make obscure characters household names. Yeah, yeah. So it's it, it's not like it's not like they need this to happen. I mean, they still <laughs> could have done Civil War without Spider Man. Hmm. You know what I mean? It they did Sony a favor by going, yeah, I do you want to do a little deal? We'll have creative hmm. control. You can make a majority of the money. We'll take a bit for whatever we put in. You know what I mean? They were helping hmm. Sony out. They didn't need to have yeah. Spider Man in. Civil War still would have done great at the cinema you know what i mean so i don't know i think people's imaginations are running wild yeah i mean if, if if it happened the way people are expecting i i personally don't think there would be much benefit from including those those said characters that that, that um fox currently owns or has the rights to hmm. um putting them into the uh into the mcu it just it's like meh you could do it but what's that what's the point you're just doing it because you can I'd prefer they, if they did that kind of thing, like much further down the line. Mm.
0: Yeah, I mean, in terms of like the MCU side of things, as, as you said, I mean, I, I agree 100% really. They've they've done so well, at, at, you know, turning these obscure characters um, that people don't know uh, and making them household names that they're they're in, you know, such a position of strength do they really need to have you know the the X-Men and the Fantastic Four and Deadpool and things like that under their umbrella i mean sure from you know purely looking at it from a, a business and numbers point of view money's money so so you know they're not going to turn down the opportunity to to make more if they think they can by um owning uh, you know, the, these other characters. But one of the things I did see um, kind of floated, one of the theories people have floated around is that maybe what they'll do is they'll own it but not necessarily integrate it um, with what they're already doing. So it may be that, you know, 20th Century Fox is still kept as like a separate studio where they're doing separate things. But, you know, because it comes under the Disney umbrella, obviously, you know, they they still make their money on it. Um, So it doesn't necessarily mean that they're going to, you know, immediately import um, all of these uh, other characters into the MCU. Um, So that's one permutation that I think could be possible. But as as you rightly said, I mean, we don't really know any details. Nobody knows anything other than, you know, the people who are in the room negotiating. So uh, as things stand with that, we'll probably have to wait and see. But I mean... From a fanboy point of view, I mean, would I get a kick out of seeing Avengers versus X Men on the big screen? Hell yeah! I mean, even though I didn't like that storyline too much, um, you know, like I can't deny that the, the said the the fanboy in me will, will geek the hell out if that happens. But yeah, you know, from looking at it from from a cold point of view and 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 from a you know an analytical point of view, there's there's not really a need for them to do that deal um but i guess hey you know if you're disney and you can own you know you already own espn you know you already own the marvel brand you already own star wars um you know you own pixar like why why stop you know if nobody's gonna stop (laughs) you then just just keep consuming everything else you know like why why wait so yeah i get. i guess we wait and see what what develops with that really But. It's an interesting one. Let us know, um, listeners, as well, because I had a few chats with some people on Twitter and there's quite a few fans that are really excited about the, the potential for what could happen. Um, particularly with the MCU, as said, and, and with Fox's um, characters like the X-Men and, and things like that. So, um, you know, are you particularly excited for that kind of deal to go through? And would you be excited to see the X-Men as, as part of the MCU? Um, you know, as said, I know a lot of people who, who are excited and certainly a few people I spoke to on Twitter are. So, yeah, let us know what your thoughts are on that. Um, anyway, that let's move on to the next story which was um, came as kind of a shock to me um, I, Well, I suppose not a shock in, in the dramatic sense but in, in the sense that I was kind of surprised to hear this but um, uh, Alvin, I know you, you saw this as well because you mentioned it on your Twitter but um, this is the news that Marvel were planning on releasing a Wolverine podcast um, which seems like a totally left-field idea and yet at the same time makes a holy of sense when you consider you know how popular things like audible are with people and, um, you know people seem to love audio books and, and things like that so you know um, i guess my question to you is is this perhaps the you know the the natural progression for for comics maybe are, are we going to start seeing you know comic book storylines and characters moving into the audio world and being um having their stories told uh in that format
1: what do you think yes yeah, so, well uh, it's obviously it's just a, it's another form of storytelling you can tell cpl stories in that in a podcast kind of format but it, it depends as to how you do the story because it can't just be like a radio if it's just like a radio play with like special effect sounds and you know there's action going on but you don't see it and you just hear it obviously you can't see because it it's all sound but then it'll be it'll be it's a bit like it's a bit old school it's a bit cheesy that way whereas if you mm. kind of take that concept and kind of do something interesting with it it can it can work for example there was uh, a podcast that i used to listen to uh before halo 5 came out uh and it was called hunt the truth mm. and it was about a journalist who was trying to kind of find out the kind of real facts about uh, Master Chief and the whole like UNSC Spartan program and like what went on and all this business and it was about this journalist like uncovering all these things and I too by like the UNSC and all the people he'd interviewed and just trying to find people who really knew kind of uh, John 117 like previously when he was a kid and all that kind of stuff. And he was finding out all these things that he shouldn't find out and it just got deeper and deeper. It was, just, it was a story about a journalist trying to find things out in the Halo universe and it, and it all led up to uh, Halo 5 Guardians. And yeah, that, that was a pretty interesting way of doing it because it, if you've ever heard serial, hmm. it was a bit like that. It was someone recounting the story and then you'd have snippets of... done with people and blah blah so there's a lot of back and forth and kind of flashbacks to things but it was all very clear now as to how you do wolverine podcast i don't know unless like there's a lot of monologuing and stuff like that which i think can help drastically tell the story rather than it because there needs to be some kind of narration in there So yeah, the narration I think should actually come from whoever the main character is It's whether they're they're writing it down in the diary and we're hearing it You know in terms of voice or whatever or something like that Then yeah, it can be done. Uh, but yeah, I wasn't expecting kind of marvel to to go that to go that route I don't know why they've only just finally decided to do that kind of thing. But But yeah, it's interesting and it it could be uh, it could be pretty good depending on as to how long the episodes are Hmm. But podcasts can be really good. But but yeah, it's uh It's definitely a different avenue for them, and uh, hopefully they pull it off.
0: Yeah, it's interesting, man. I mean, I'm just looking it up here. It's uh, Richard Armitage who's playing Wolverine in the podcast. Um, He's the guy who was in uh, The Hobbit. I've forgotten the name of the character he played in The Hobbit. Um, You know, the the lead one. Um, Not Bilbo. Um, God, I've forgotten his name. Anyway, that, that film was so bad, I've, I've forgotten all the names of the characters in that film. But he was also Francis Dollehyde in um, the Hannibal TV series. Um, he's a British actor. Okay. Yeah. Um, you'd recognize his face anyway when you when you see him. Um, but yeah, he's doing uh, the voice of Wolverine, which I think is a good call because he's got that same kind of um, gravelly kind of, you know, like gargle with charcoal kind of okay. voice. So... I, I think he would work very well but yeah I think it's it's an interesting move um you know the, you mentioned serial which is really really popular still I think with um podcast listeners um and that kind of format I guess uh, does lend itself quite well to a certain type of storytelling um although for comics I guess it's it's weird isn't it because yeah. comics you always think of comics as, as a marriage between you know, words and images. So it's it's the two kind of working in tandem, and and when it works well, um, you know, it, it creates this this beautiful sort of picture in um, for you, both visually and and, and orally. Um, with you know a podcast, of course, and and with any kind of audio recording, whether it's an audio book or anything like that, you're you're left to kind of unless it's very very heavy on you know exposition and descriptions and things like that, you're left to kind of paint your own picture in your head in, in terms of you know what this world should look like. I guess in the way that you do when you read a book. Um, so yeah, I mean it will be interesting to see how they approach it and how they go about building that that world and um you know as you said there's probably going to be narration of of some kind as well so um you know it would be interesting if it's um you know richard armitage himself is doing the narration on it and things like that uh throughout the story as well um but yeah certainly interesting although i have noticed that it's going on the um stitcher premium so you're gonna to have to pay for it next year, unfortunately. So, I it was yeah. gonna be free.
1: I didn't bother reading. It. <laughs> no, it no, good. Oh, <laughs> no. Screw that.
0: <laughs> no, Marvel is stupid. They're making everybody pay for that. <laughs> so that's, that's gonna be, there'll be a price. So we'll see what the um, the price point is next year when when they start to push that out. But um, oh my gosh. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. They weren't passing up the opportunity to make money.
1: So no, that's not going to be free. They um, just it sponsored, and then everyone's happy. It could have been free if it was sponsored by whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. oh God, I should work. I should hey. work for a company and tell them how to do that shit because, uh, dude, ugh. it's,
0: it's it, Disney man, the house of the mouse, dude. They they gotta get their money. <laughs> like this it's is why they're you. buying Fox. This is why they're doing everything. They 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 gotta get. They gotta get that money. <laughs> Did you ever see um South Park? I can't yeah, remember what yeah, season yeah. it was, but you know
1: the one the with yeah yeah. <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah, <laughs> Mickey Mouse, as, yeah. as a pimp,
1: like <laughs> slapping him about and all that.
0: Yeah, that that's that's the way Disney roll, man. <laughs> you know, bitch better have my money. That's their motto. I'm sure that's what they play every day in that, in that office. So yeah. <laughs> We'll see what develops with that, but um, yeah, listeners, let us know what you think about that as well. I mean, would you be interested in like a Wolverine podcast? And if so, you know, what other kind of comic book characters would you like to see, or, or rather, hear in a podcast? Um, let us know, because um, I'd be interested to know your thoughts on that one, definitely. Because um, as I said, it looks like you know uh, Marvel and and I'm sure others will will move into that world pretty soon. So yeah, be interesting to see how that develops. Okay, um, we've got a couple of other news stories here. Um, again, folks have said we've been basically kind of mining the internet for, for stories. And um, yeah, said this week's kind of been a bit slow. So apologies, but you know we'll make the most of it and we'll try and give you some info that maybe you didn't already have and, and things that you might be interested in. Um, the next piece of news is, is a short piece really, um, which is just confirming that... Uh, The actress Alice Eve, who was in Star Trek Into Darkness, has been cast in Iron Fist Season 2. Now, there's not a lot of details really about who she's playing. Some people have speculated that she's playing a character called Lady Gorgon. Um, Now, I have
1: no idea who that is. Um, uh, Alvin, do you know her? No, no, no idea. But I know that Rich would have like a 10-minute... Bye. yeah Bye. well i was
0: gonna say <laughs> listeners i unfortunately you know this is one of those occasions where we could really do with with the wrestling kid because i'm sure he'd know um who lady gorgon is so next time he's on we'll get him to to give some background on that but um yeah i've never actually heard of, of that character before because i'm not 100 uh familiar and deep with with iron fist in terms of Um, The character's background and and characters that appear but apparently Lady Gorgon is is a reappearing character and one that appears now Um, But it suggests anyway from the story. This is from comicbookmovie.com that this Lady Gorgon character is some kind of special forces um, operative and um, is kind of a a, I guess antihero so to speak, Um, you know a, a the type of character that the hero could work alongside one minute and then be against the next. So um, it seems like that's the kind of role that she's been given here. But, um, yeah, I thought it was kind of interesting to see that they're adding this type of character to Iron Fist Season 2. Um, but, of course, you know, the main thing that we all care about is, you know, are they actually going to make the fine scenes look good this time? <laughs> um, which, which hopefully will be the case. Um, they've got rid of Scott Buck. Yes. <laughs> yes, yeah, he's gone. Um, and he's been replaced by uh someone called Raven Metzner, who I hadn't actually heard of, but apparently worked on Sleepy Hollow, the series. Um, but doing a bit of background, apparently, this dude is is like a really big uh martial arts fan and kung fu movie fan. Uh, and that's oh, part of the reason why he was chosen. Apparently was because I, I just was,
1: hope it has uh, that 70s family. flavor. Like, yeah. you know, like the zooming in and the eyes and all that, yeah. <laughs> all that kind of stuff. I just <laughs> hope it has all those homages. Yeah. You know what I mean? And just like the long takes and all that. I just, I just, that's all you need to do is just that simple. And the fact that I didn't do that last season really pissed me off. Mm. Mm. So, yeah, I mean, hopefully
0: that that's what we'll get. Um, I don't know when this actually starts filming. Um, I, Think it's some point next year that they're due to start, because um, I think it's due for release in two thousand nineteen or something like that. So, um, so yeah, it'd be some point next year that, that they're due to start um, filming on Iron Fist season two. So anyway, let's move on from that. I mean, you didn't have anything to add on that, did you? Uh, no, I'm not even bothered. <laughs> fair dues let's move on to the next one then um well this is some news that came out of left field i think this broke uh when was it yes i think it might have been yesterday it, the the news kind of broke online um but deadline are reporting that uh apparently quentin tarantino is is pitched an, an idea to jj abrams for a star trek film um and it seems like the whole project is is not only been impressive enough to Paramount that they want to go through with it, but that, you know, this thing is moving ahead at a really quick pace as well. Um, so again, like this is an article that, that came from Deadline. Um, they've said that uh, basically the the ideas have, have kind of been put out there for an R-rated uh, version of Star Trek. Um, and they're looking at the moment at a bunch of different script writers and things like that to put uh, a couple of scripts together um with a view i guess to making um an r-rated star trek movie so um i guess the first question to you alvin is the obvious one like it did you think you fell asleep and woke up in bizarro land when you saw this <laughs> news
1: yeah like, um, i thought it's a prank like literally yeah. just like it cannot be fucking serious but, <laughs> but i like I like Quentin Tarantino. I like the shit that he does. It's kind of usually a pseudo-70s kind of throwback kind of feel to all the kind of stuff he does. Uh, it's all very him. It's all very specific. And I'd never thought of him doing kind of like a, a, a mainstream kind of movie, like, or do a movie connected to a mainstream kind of franchise or even produce one. I thought it would always be that that kind of like hard edge kind of stuff that he does. And so, for this news to come out, I was just kind of like, hmm, he must really, like, A, be into Star Trek, Mm. and B, the fact that he can kind of... Like, this new Trek, it's kind of the old 60s style, but kind of reinvented. Mm. And I think... If he was to direct, which obviously no one knows if he really is, he may just produce and obviously be responsible for story. Um, But if he was to direct, I think he would be able to kind of keep the kind of current look and and kind of meld, obviously, the future look with, like, the old school kind of stuff and make it, you know, like, you know how Uh Uhura is, like, A-piece is, like, a silver like prong thing sticking out of her and all that kind of stuff. I think it can really kind of like nail the look and he would feel comfortable with it and it and it would feel very him, but it would also know of uh the Calvin timeline. But um I, I think whatever he's pitched must A not cost a lot. Yeah. Uh B just be a really flipping good idea. Like something very Trek that we I mean I think yeah the, the kelvin timeline has been quite trek but mm. it's been qu- quite action heavy trek you know i mean i think mm. the closest we've come to the kelvin timeline feeling like an episode of star trek uh is it's probably star trek beyond uh, and i think yeah. maybe it's more something like that like it focuses on this on this one story five-year voyage or whatever uh, that takes place during then but but yeah no I'm, I'm interested to see as to as to where it goes into what it, this pitch because I I think it it could actually be something quite brilliant and and yeah I never thought it'd work in a movie like this. Mm, mm. I mean, yeah, according to the, the this deadline article,
0: apparently he is considering directing it as well. Um, so yeah, I mean, it, it just <laughs> I said, the mind kind of boggles as to how this 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 could happen. But as you said, I mean, the the idea obviously must be good enough because it appealed to to JJ Abrams and it appealed to Paramount as well um so you know they those are kind of the two most important people in in that star trek um universe at the moment in terms of what they're doing with with the movies and such so yeah i guess whatever he came up with they they were feeling some of that um but there's a meme going around i'm going to post it up on our our social media um a bit later folks to look out for it but uh, i don't know if you've seen it Alv, it's a meme of (laughs) of, (laughs) of samuel jackson there's a klingon Is it? uh, Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) And someone's written like "que motherfucker" (laughs) 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 on the bottom of the the meme, and it just kind of had me cracking up. Yeah, had me cracking up, man. So yeah, I'm gonna post that up, listeners. But yeah, I'll send it to your office, (laughs) (laughs) funny like but it just kind of like that that's immediately where my head went as well as soon as you hear like Tarantino is involved in in Star Trek you're just thinking that everybody's going to be walking around calling each other a motherfucker um somebody else on twitter said uh, so i imagine there's going to be loads of feet shot of um uh, <laughs> of, of Uhura.
1: and uh, it just
0: yeah it just seems like surreal but hey i mean if it, if it works i'll be down with it so you know i'll keep an open mind at this point um i i'm not gonna be you know jumping up and down going oh he's gonna ruin the franchise um but i must say I'm, i mean i can't imagine how hardcore trekkies are feeling because if they hate what jj Albrams has done with the kelvin timeline and stuff then my god they must be <laughs> absolutely shit in the bed right now um they must be so um Yeah, I guess we have to wait and see, man. We have to wait and see. But anyway, Trekkies are touchy sort, so hard people (laughs) to please. They are, man. Let's be honest; like they're they're a tough set of people to make happy, man. True. true. Yeah, very tough set of people. Everything's got to be just right, or otherwise, no dice. So yeah, I don't know. We see. Um, one of the writers, incidentally, that they're looking at is the guy who um, apparently he wrote Iron Man 3 and has done some other stuff as well. Um, Drew Pierce, I think his name is. Um, so he's done some other stuff. He did a, a movie with uh, Jodie Foster um, called Hotel Artemis as well. Um, he also did a, a write on The Revenant. Um, so yeah, he's he's got a lot of work and stuff that... The body of work behind him and stuff which is uh interesting so we shall see people but um yeah let us know your thoughts on that as well because as said like you must be kind of as shocked as we are to hear this news so i mean what to you does a, a star trek movie look like that's you know potentially written directed or even just you know features quentin tarantino as a producer i mean can you? picture that in your head and if so what kind of twisted images are you seeing um, <laughs> please let us know uh, because yeah I'll be keen to know alright well we'll move on to the the last bit of crazy news on this weird weird podcast um, so
1: Alvin do you know of Detective Pikachu yes I know of Detective Pikachu <laughs> <laughs> one of the most unexpected film projects that have been <laughs> And I can't believe. Well, listen, it's the Pokemon maybe they're going with.
0: Yeah, yeah, I know, I know. So, listeners, for those who don't know, um, Detective Pikachu is, is uh, it was a game. It was it was was it a viral game or did it actually come out on console? I, I can't remember. Yes, 3ds. Uh, yeah, it came out on 3ds, right? Yeah, let me double check. Oh Yeah, I think it was the 3DS, but I mean, while Alvin looks it up, yeah, basically it was a video game that was released, um, and I think it was released in Japan only, um, because I know it never kind of saw, you you always kind of heard people talking about it online, but you never really saw it over here um, in Europe, and certainly not in the U.S. Uh, 3DS, yeah? Yeah. Okay, right, cool. Um, Yeah, so, you know, and literally it is, you play as a character who is trying to, I think, like solve crimes or mysteries or something like that. And you're accompanied by Pikachu um, from Pokemon. Yes, Pikachu from Pokemon, Um, except he's not Pikachu. He's Detective Pikachu and he's Detective Pikachu because he's got a Deerstalker hat on like Sherlock Holmes and he talks to you throughout the game. Um, That's pretty much it. Now, apparently Hollywood is planning on making a movie version of this and not an animated, but a live action version of this. And, folks, guess who's playing Pikachu? Well, none other than your Deadpool favorite, Ryan Reynolds. Yes, <laughs> Ryan Reynolds I mean, is going it. to play Pikachu in a detective Pikachu movie. Let that news sink in for a moment. <laughs> I didn't know. I thought it was just in the movie. I didn't know he was voicing Pikachu. Yeah, no. He is oh, voic- <laughs> according to the Hollywood Reporter, he is voicing Pikachu. That is who he is. He's going. He's been cast as Pikachu. It's just like, what the hell? I'm so confused. Why, who, why, how, you know, so many questions. So many questions. Like, of all the things, I mean, you said, you know, earlier, like, this is the Pokemon movie they've chosen to go with. Like, why, you know, at a time when Pokemon Go, I mean, okay, it was a bit, it's a bit 2016 now, Pokemon Go, but. (laughs) You know, it's still um, it's still certainly there in in the cultural zeitgeist. You know, it's it's a it's a pop culture thing still. Um, you know, Pokemon and Pokemon have never really gone away. That's the thing they've you know from the moment they've been introduced, they're always they've always been there. But, um, wow, what what is going on? <laughs> what is going on? Like, yeah. um, um, Alvin, I mean, what, who? Is this movie going to appeal to number one and number two? What made Ryan Reynolds go? Yeah,
1: I want to play Detective Pikachu. Well, the answer <laughs> to the first question is uh, children, and obviously, the parents are going to take them, so they're going to have to buy tickets for themselves, obviously, to accompany their kids. And then, secondly, the paycheck—it must have been that good. <laughs> <laughs> they went, went, screw it. Yeah, I'll voice Pikachu. Now I'm like looking at pictures of like Detective Pikachu and just hearing that Deadpool voice that's the thing mouth, g- and i'm just like what like, what the hell because but again like why did they decide to go with detective pikachu like why didn't why couldn't they just do a pokemon movie there's some kid like use the karate kid model there's some kid who's not particularly popular he's got a few pokemon he trains them up and then he goes against essentially the pokemon version of cobra kai in a tournament at the end and there's a big stadium tournament and you've got the theme tune and all that playing like Montage, Hmm. you know what I mean? Hmm. Done. (laughs) But I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) I have no idea what the story to this thing could be. I have no idea. No, it it literally is a mystery. I
0: mean, like, I don't get like why, you know, I mean (sighs) as you said, like Pokemon needs it, sure, it's ripe for for kind of movie adaptation, and it has been since its inception. And you know, everybody's kind of had a go at pitching a Pokemon movie and, and trying to tell a Pokemon movie. And, you know, you, you, there, there's so many potential avenues that you can go down. But it just seems like they've gone out of their way to pick the most obscure one they could find and say, right, this is the one we're going to do. And, yeah, as you said, it's going to be so weird hearing Deadpool's voice coming out of Pikachu. Like, it, it just... Because that's what it's going to be in a lot of people's minds. Because you know, Deadpool has become so kind of culturally ingra- ingrained into pop culture, and and because Ryan Reynolds has now become quite synonymous with that, it's surely people are just going to be. Wait, but wait, isn't that Deadpool? Like, what what's Deadpool doing with the yellow thing? And and I don't get. It. You know, it just it, it's just wild. It, this is wild. Like. I, listeners it's a good thing i'm sitting down because like <laughs> even now talking about it now i feel like i i'm gonna collapse because I, I i don't understand i really don't understand but yeah i mean maybe hollywood has finally reached the point where they're like you know what f it we're, we're scraping the bottle of the barrel someone go get me you know go get me a spoon like lower me down into that barrel i'm gonna scrape out the last bit of decent idea i can find and turn it into something But you know it's just weird man it's it's just really really weird i mean at first i was kind of thinking if he's voicing Pikachu, is he literally just going to go, pick up, pick up, pick up throughout the whole film? But then no, I realized I it was, it's Detective Pikachu and Detective Pikachu actually talks. Yeah, um, yeah as opposed to um, you know the, the Pikachu everybody knows. But still, man, wow. <laughs> just, wow. Uh, apparently, it's also got uh, Justice Smith in it, um, who is from, he was the lead character in The Get Down um so he's in it as well um but yeah man just well <laughs> all i can say is just watch this facelessness because boy i don't know <laughs> i don't know man i don't know it's been a
1: confusing week
0: it, it has man It's it's been an odd odd ass week uh it really has been an odd ass week all right well that's going to wrap it up for the news for for now um so yeah we'll move on but uh, Alvin, did you have any um, recommendations that you could make for people from the comic book world this week? I mean, you mentioned earlier you picked up some comics. Was there anything good that you picked up?
1: Oh uh, yeah, um, this week I'll probably say uh, Batman White Knight um, by Sean Gordon Murphy because uh, he's a really good artist and he's writing a, a pretty cool alternate World Batman story in which uh, the Joker is cured of his madness but uh, he still wants to bring down batman so he finds uh kind of alternative ways to do that um and it's yeah it's been actually quite interesting so far to be honest the story does the second issue was a it wasn't iffy but there's like one or two parts was like mm, this makes no sense in regards to the writing but the story overall uh, has been pretty cool and because it's an alternate world kind of things are a little bit different but one thing that's different is that uh jason todd was the first robin not dick grayson dick grayson was the second robin
0: oh okay right right oh that's interesting hmm. so the, what in terms of like so i guess when spoiler alert when jason todd dies dick grayson follows on
1: from him or, or... yeah so yeah, yeah. He goes, jason okay. todd jason todd well died but they couldn't find his body hmm. and then and then yeah dick grayson came on the scene which was i was reading it today i was like did not expect that. I thought it was just going to be the same history that we always know for, for Robins, but yeah, Jason mm. Todd was the first Robin in this uh in this version of the story. Which uh which could lead to something quite interesting, I think, later on. But yeah, mm. it's been pretty cool so far.
0: Mm.
1: Okay, that's interesting. Interesting.
0: Yeah. Cool. Well, um for me listeners, I mean I've uh been checking out like a few things at the moment. I've started watching uh the TV series Mindhunter. Um, on Netflix, which is really quite interesting. I mean, it's it's right up my alley in a sense that it's uh, a fictional kind of take on, or, or semi-fictional um, take on the birth of criminal psychology and, and kind of criminal profiling, um, and how uh, two FBI agents kind of developed this, this technique. Um, and how they're doing it is by going along and interviewing serial killers in prison um which is something that they actually really did do um that the real fbi agents that it's based on they actually did that um and it's 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 fascinating like it's not going to be everybody's cup of tea um it's very wordy um as you would expect for something based on on psychology um so the script is very wordy and and everybody kind of seems to have a thesaurus in their back pocket and brings up all these big words for for descriptions of, of, of things but Um, I like it because it's, it's kind of dark. Um, and yeah, if you're also, if you're somebody who's, um, you know, quite squeamish, I wouldn't watch it either. It's not particularly bloody. Um, so far from what I've seen, I'm, I'm on about episode five, so I'm about halfway through. Um, yeah, it's not particularly like graphic and, and stuff, but the descriptions, um, that some of the serial killers give of their crime scenes and, and just how their minds work is is quite disturbing um, to the point where I kind of was watching it at a certain point and I was like damn I'm actually like watching and enjoying this shit what's wrong with me like, you know, because like, they go really detailed um, apparently for, from what I've researched the the actual interviews are, are pretty much um, verbatim in a sense that uh, you know they really didn't change any of the the interviews at all script wise, so everything you you hear the serial killers say that they're interviewing um, is pretty much exactly what they said in their original interviews um, with the two FBI agents who did actually interview them for their purpose. So, so yeah, it's interesting. It's a good show. There's there, there's a under um, there's a, a sort of through plot which is them kind of trying to solve um, a, a murder that that's occurred um and without trying to give away too much you know the, the it shows all the signs of a, of a classic um serial killing um but at the point that the story is set that you know the concept of a serial killer doesn't exist they have no terminology for it so they don't really know what they're dealing with which is kind of why they get the idea to go and and then interview these serial killers to in prison to understand sort of what they're dealing with and, or what they're being confronted by um, but it's very good. It's very well acted. Um, David Fincher is the executive producer on it. So you knew it was kind of going to going to look, you know, uh, look outstanding from a visual point of view. Um, and the performances are really good as well. So yeah, definitely. I would recommend that to you all folks. If you haven't started that, um, check that out. But as said, um, be warned, it is, um, quite graphic in its descriptions of its crime scenes. So if you do have a queasy stomach, yeah, you may want to uh, consider that. Right. um, Well, we're almost at the end. But before we go, um, I did put out a question of the week this week um, for people. I actually put out two. I mean, there was one last week and I forgot to do it on last week's pod. Sorry. Um, But last week's one was was more just kind of a Twitter poll, really. And so I'll get into that. So the first one I did on the the Twitter poll was a simple one, really, which is, is it ever socially acceptable to go to the cinema by yourself? Um, The reason why I asked that is because I got into a, a conversation with a friend of mine, and I told them that, Um, You know, the majority of movies I see now at the cinema, I I tend to go by myself. Um, This is because I've got a a membership card for my local cinema. So it's quite easy for me to just kind of pop in and and, and go when I'm ready. Um, And they seemed to be horrified and was like, what kind of weirdo are you? And, you know, like, how could you possibly want to go and sit in the cinema by yourself? Aren't you worried about what people think of you? and da 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 da, da 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 so i thought you know what let me put this out there in in, in the internet world um so to all the twitters who users who took part in the poll thanks a lot for that um and it seems like there's a whole bunch of weirdos on twitter because the results were 78% of people said it was perfectly acceptable mm. to go by yourself so um thank you my fellow weirdos i i i feel you know welcomed and i feel a sense of belonging. <laughs> but um Alf, do you think it's a bit weird for somebody to go cinema on their own?
1: Not at all. I've been, I've been doing that for at least over a decade. Well, at times I've been doing it for at least over a decade because sometimes, look, you go, I want to see this movie. You can't be asked waiting for other people to want to go and see it. It's not something that they... Desperately want to do, or are particularly interested in. So you have two choices: either you don't see it and you wait for it to come out on Blu-ray or stream or whatever, or you do go and see it and you enjoy the experience of being in the cinema and seeing it. So yeah, it's totally fine. Like I, I don't understand why anyone else would care what someone else does, and if they're by themselves or not. Like, I've I've I have no idea why anyone would be looking at anyone else going are oh, they by themselves. It's not weird. It's like, essentially, you're in a dark room. You're focusing on a movie anyway. So whether you're with people or not, it it shouldn't even matter. Hmm. Amen to that, man.
0: Amen to that. So to all you loners out there listening to this, um, you have two brothers in arms here (laughs) who are willing to be loners with you. I know that's a contradiction in terms, but still, um, yeah, you know, keep doing what you're doing. If there's something you want to see, that uh, others don't want to see or aren't as you know as, as enthusiastic as you are. Don't be put off by um, by going by yourself. Um, you know, if you really feel that uncomfortable, my tip would be try and find a, a daytime showing of a movie. Um, generally, they tend to be less crowded anyway, yeah. um, so you'll get less interruptions and less noise, and you'll be able to actually concentrate on on the movie that you're watching. And you'll find that that a lot of the people in there will be on their own as well. Um, simply because of the time of day and, and people working and, and so on. So yeah, don't be afraid, man. Don't be afraid. Go and enjoy your movie. If you want to go and see your movie by yourself, go do it. You know, don't worry about what other people think. Um, you know, as the man cat said, who cares, Like, right? You know, just go and enjoy your movie. So thank you everyone who got involved with the, the poll on that. That was, um, really useful. Now, the other question, uh, was one that I put out on Instagram and Twitter, uh, this morning. Um, I'm just going to pull up the answers for it now. But it was quite a, a, a geeky one, this one. This was like a proper deep cut kind of question. Um, so i would be interested to hear what you think as well, Alf. Mm-hmm. Um, like, Bear with me one second. Let me get the question up here. Okay, so the question was, if a symbiote wants to bond with you, but you have full control, would you do it? And the symbiote, by the way, is a symbiote from uh, the Spider-Man franchise. So for those that aren't too familiar, remember that awful Spider-Man 3 movie? Remember the uh, black stuff that Spider-Man got on his costume and it made him like an emo with uh, a quiff and also a terrible dancer? Remember that? (laughs) Yeah, that stuff. So um, (laughs) that was the question that I put out. So um, yeah, Alvin, what would
1: you do in that situation? Yeah, if I have full control... Yeah, like what? Because there's only going to be benefits. So, mm-hmm. wait, but I'm not going to turn emo, am I? Mean. <laughs> well, I don't know. Maybe. <laughs> if, it, if it's going to be how it was in Spider Man 3, I don't want any business of with that it, right? I don't want to be freaking have eyeliner on and all that kind of crap, right? But if it's going to be like how it is in the comics, yeah, totally go for it. If I'm in full control of it and it's never going to take, take over, and I get all the benefits none of the side effects apart from the sonic noises thing then yeah i'm down cool cool fair enough
0: all right well i'll run through um a couple of the answers that we we got for this um because some of them are actually really interesting answers as well um so i might as well cram in the big ups as well uh yellow rage attacks said as long as i don't look like that i.e., looks like venom then yeah i'll take the power boost um But who cares what you look like when you've got, like, symbiote powers, man? Like, (laughs) seriously, who cares? (laughs) Like, you have symbiote powers. They can say whatever they like. You can crush their head in two seconds. It doesn't matter. Um, Yelzebot said, uh, no, not looking to be trapped in a suit. I can't have some say in. Yeah, fair enough. Um, Rich did uh, because I did ask him this before we recorded and he said yes he would Um, his reasoning was that um, if it was like the uh, symbiote that is currently canon in in Marvel comics at the moment uh, because I believe it's it's been retconned a little bit um, so that the symbiote was more um, more kind of accentuates the the personality traits that somebody has so if somebody is is overwhelmingly good then you know it will accentuate the good in, in that person's um soul and, and and in their character i guess so um he would like it um Wumsum said um no what if i'm having a bad day um if it's a fresh one that hasn't bonded with spider-man or a mutant what will it do will it give me powers will it make me more arrogant so i said to him okay let's assume that it's going to amplify your current abilities um but of course it could also amplify character traits meaning both positive and negative um to which he replied so it could be a laziness amplifier then <laughs> to which i said yeah probably and uh, to be fair that will probably be me too so <laughs> uh... To who else did we get answers from we got answers uh answer from serendipity who said um if some symbiote is telling you that it will let you do all the decision making and run the show don't believe it because it's lying um yeah fair point to be honest yeah can you really trust the symbiote you know that's something to consider um tyrannosaurus zombie said 100 no doubt they'll do it um big up to my boy pibbs as well he said yes he'd do it and he'd use it to bring peace to the middle east um good on you my brother because boy somebody needs to <laughs> um and the boy of wonder on instagram said no they wouldn't touch it uh with a barge pole so that's fair enough um i did get some twitter responses as well so i'm just gonna quickly pull those up while they're coming but um, it is interesting, though. I mean, like, I, I part of me would would be like, yeah, yeah, totally. You know, if it can be stronger, faster, you know, last for longer, I guess, then you know, why not? But I guess I've always got stuck in my head the, um, you know, the the Todd McFarlane symbiote, the the thing that has said is is going to take you know not just your positives but your negatives and turn those into um, uh, uh, you know ex- uh, exemplify those and amplify those and and exacerbate all of that um, and that kind of leaves me a bit like mm, you know what kind of like badness would I get up to because I could see myself just like knocking some motherfuckers out you know like for real but somebody pisses me off at work and yeah that's it <laughs> like you're getting it fam. like you know sorry but you're getting it you know um oh yes I, I do need to give a shout out as well um to kale on twitter uh that's at how 11k one one um he gave a really good answer actually he did re- like really well considered <laughs> um so he said okay this was, is, a, is a tough one you could, in theory, utilize the power of the symbiote for good. However, when you realistically consider the sort of power, that sort of power in human hands, nine out of ten times, it would ultimately corrupt the individual and bring out the worst in them. So my answer would be no which is a fair point. And then he then went on to say, um, you could always assume with a degree of confidence that there would be an exception to the rule. However, you only have to look at what alcohol does to a lot of people to see that something like this in the wrong hands would be have the potential to be a big problem. And I thought that was kind of a deep answer. I was like, mm, yeah, I wasn't really expecting that. And it, I kind of got the analogy as well, the, the idea of alcohol and and the symbiote because in a way let's be honest like when we've had a drink or two we feel like fucking superman you know like you really do you feel like yeah yeah i'm on top of the bloody world mate i can do whatever i want and then you know you kind of wake up the next morning and like ah, i shouldn't have done that <laughs> like you know we've all had the um the alcohol regret stories <laughs> we, we've all had them. Um, Um, i've certainly got my own and most of them are not playable on a podcast i'm not sharing them with you sorry (laughs) but um yeah yeah I, i don't know i thought that was a really good answer myself so yeah, thanks a lot. Anybody, anyway, for everybody who uh, got involved with our questions of the week. Um, I am going to start getting that going again. So, as I said, make sure you're following us on our social media so that you get in touch with um, the latest kind of questions when they go up, and and you get to interact with those and, and give us your answers. And as I said, anybody who who gives a great answer, like how did, uh, like Hale did, sorry. Um, We'll shout you out on the show and big you up, man, um, because as I said, we love to hear from you. So if you want to get involved, um, you need to make sure you're following us at uh, Instagram, which is uh, woo underscore long underscore talks, uh, on Twitter at woo long talks, um, and on Facebook at woo talks podcast as well. So pop along to either of those and add us up, um, and you'll get all the updates on the latest stuff. Um, Alvin. Let's wrap this thing up, man. So uh, where can people holler at you? And uh, what's going on with your YouTube channel as well?
1: Yeah, you can get me on uh, Twitter and Instagram at a 85 gl uh, If you want to check out the YouTube, that's YouTube.com forward slash Uh Yeah, this week it's, it's been kind of like I've been busy, so there haven't been any videos. Uh, but you can check out uh, some of my older stuff. And there should be some, like, reviews up soon and whatnot. And just general comic book related stuff going up and the occasional movie review. Cool, cool, wicked man. And uh, speaking
0: of movies, of course, we've got uh, The Last Jedi coming out next week. Um, So we will be doing a review of that. It probably won't be up straight away because um i think the mank geek wants to see it about 20 times and um, i'm probably (laughs) going to be busy that week as well so it will probably be about sunday that we actually get to sit down and, and record but as you know you know how we do we're gonna like break that thing the hell down break it down into little bits and pieces so all of you listening will We'll get a flavor of uh, what the movie's about and and we'll give you our honest opinions on it as we always do um so we would have that coming up we're also going to have a christmas special coming up as well uh the idea will be that we'll try and recommend some stuff for you to to check out over christmas uh, on tv and on streaming um and recommend some of our christmas movies as well and the things that we like to watch over christmas um and also tell you about i guess the shitty christmas gifts that we're probably gonna get on christmas day because we're all old and nobody gives a damn about us but um yeah we'll do all of that and of course because we're approaching the end of the year we'll do our end of the year special um as we always do Uh, where we'll tell you what we rated and what we slated in 2017 as well so you've got all of that to look forward to so make sure um, if you're listening to this on YouTube make sure you subscribe to our YouTube channel and you'll get updates on when we post the next video and if you're listening to the audio podcast please 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 make sure you subscribe Um, you can subscribe to us on iTunes, Stitcher, Uh, on SoundCloud, which is where our our main page is, also on Acast, and we're now available on Spreaker as well, um, which is very popular in the U.S., so I'm told. So if you're a U.S. listener, um, you can follow us on Spreaker and, again, get updates for every single um, audio podcast that goes up. All right, that's it. I'm going to wrap this thing up. So, um, Big A, say goodnight, man. See you later, peeps. And it's a good night from me. Uh, You all take care of yourselves and we'll see you next week. Peace out, man.